Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to encourage you to adapt and thrive in your world. I'll also be interviewing top luxury travel advisor and Twitter superstar, Scott Eddy, who shares his story of how he personally adapted to major changes in his life and now lives a life he's always wanted to. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. There once were two leopards who would meet to chew over a couple of bones every Friday. They lived in a valley that had an abundance of gazelles, so they were well-fed. I think I'm going to learn how to catch warthogs, Larry the leopard said one day. Why would you do that? His friend Johnny said. We have plenty of gazelles to eat and we know how to catch them. Yeah, I know, but I'm not satisfied with gazelles anymore like I used to be. I want something more. Besides, you don't know what the future holds. Perhaps they'll run out one day, said Larry. What a waste of time, said his friend Johnny. They went on their way and returned the following week. Well, I've now studied how warthogs live and I've caught my first one, said Larry. Now I'm going to expand my talents and study monkeys. What a waste of time, said Johnny. The following week, Larry announced that he learned how to successfully hunt monkeys and was now going to study how to catch impala. Seriously, Larry, what a waste of time. Months went by and the gazelles moved on. I'm hungry, said Johnny. I'm not, responded Larry. I wish that the gazelles didn't go away. Don't you mean that you wish that you'd learn how to hunt other animals? Johnny thought for a moment, then shook his head. No, I wish that the gazelles had stayed around forever. Larry looked at his friend with a hint of sadness, not because Johnny was hungry, but because he didn't see there was so much more in life than the gazelles. Which one of these two leopards are you? Adapting and thriving. Many of us growing up didn't really know what we wanted to be or wanted to do when we grew up. And of course, once our desires and interests changed, we were able to figure it out. However, many times we have an idea of what we want our career to be, but we don't think it through as far as what's the next step in that career. Often we think, well, I want to own my own business, or I want to work for the biggest tech company in the world. Well, whatever those dreams may be, which are absolutely wonderful, but if you stop dreaming, then you're no longer going to grow and develop as a person. Just because you've come into what you feel is healthy and right for you doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way. Think about it as a baby. When you were a baby, you would drink your mother's milk, and then she switched the foods up, and you had progressively learned how to eat different types of foods. You didn't like it, but you had to do it in order to grow and develop. It's the same type of thing in life. We have to grow and develop as a person, because as we know, the world is continually evolving and changing into something different than when we first decided we wanted to start our career. What worked for us yesterday is not going to work for us tomorrow. Think about what you say to yourself right now. Whatever your self-talk is, whatever you tell yourself, whatever you think about, whatever you focus on right this second, is really going to be you five years from now. So if you're not growing and developing right this minute or really thinking about what your next step is in your life and how you can adapt and grow, then you're going to remain stagnant. And unfortunately, you're not going to be as successful as you would like to be. Now, my point in saying this is not to cause any type of anxiety or nervousness. It's just simply letting you know that if you're not continually developing and growing into the next version of who you are, then you will not be fully satisfied. One thing I always like people to look at as well is your friend group. What types of people do you surround yourself with? 
Are they the same type of individuals who are satisfied where they are, which is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if they're satisfied and you find that you're not really satisfied in your own life and you want something more, but unfortunately you're going to fall into the same pitfall that they're in and you're never going to reach your fullest potential and you're going to feel unsatisfied. Another thing I always like to ask people is what do you simply do during the day when you have downtime? A quick little example of what I do is I always listen to podcasts. It's funny where I live. I know people always see me with headphones and I'm sure they're thinking, gosh, he must be pretty antisocial. But I'm always listening to some type of podcast, something that's going to inspire me, something that's going to teach me something. And that is what's really important for me. We have so much downtime and ways in which we can really utilize these opportunities to learn and grow and develop on your way to work when you're commuting. What are you listening to? What are you doing? That's a wonderful time to learn a new language to listen to perhaps a podcast, maybe even this one, or to listen to different types of things that can help you grow and develop into the next version of who you are. And when we can utilize that time, it really pushes us ahead into the next chapter of our life. What worked yesterday may not work today. So if it doesn't work, what are you going to do to rise to the challenge? Our life has so many wonderful opportunities for us to grow and develop and to learn so many amazing things. And I'm guilty of it as well. We don't always take advantage of it. So today, I really want to light that fire underneath you. Those things that you've always wanted to do, or maybe you've said in passing, I would love to do this, or someday I'm going to do that. Let today be that day. Adapt to the world around you, because in that adaptation, you're going to thrive in a way that you've never experienced before. Today is a new day. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. After 10 years in the corporate world, Scott Eddy resigned and decided to take the trip of a lifetime, which would slowly transform into a lifestyle. These days, he spends his time traipsing the globe in business class, attending exclusive events, and staying in some of the world's most luxurious hotels. He has become the go-to digital guy for many successful travel brands and tourism boards and hotel properties. He shares his depth of knowledge by offering digital consultancy, brand ambassadorship, corporate training, and public speaking. He is going to inspire us today with his story. Welcome to my show, Scott. Hey, hey how's it going? Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for joining with us today. As my listeners don't know this, I randomly happened to come across Scott's information and I emailed him and said, Scott, I would love for you to be on my show. So I'm so honored that you are guests with us today. Yeah, no problem. Now you just got back from Croatia. I did. I was there for a week. I was, I was doing a, a campaign for the tourism board for the Istria region. I, I mean, it was, wow. It completely blew me away because I've never been there. I've never even heard of it until they reached out to me and I actually looked it up on Google. Oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, we're going to definitely hear about your backstory, but I wanted to ask you, when you, you know, you wake up every morning, do you ever think, wow, I can't believe my life is the way it is? Every single day. I bet. I bet. And so let's definitely jump into the backstory because I'm excited to hear about all this as well and how this really came about. So in the intro, I talked about how you left your corporate job. Now give us a little bit of backstory about what the specifics were of that type of industry and, and how you made that change. Well, very, the back back story is I grew up the son of a cop. And for me, I went to the police department every day after school and my whole life was planned out. I was going to finish school, definitely not go to college because I, I think school is useless. And yeah. six months after I graduated high school, joined the police academy, become a cop, get married, have the two and a half kids, the white pick a fence, retire and die. I mean, my life was completely mapped out for me. Uh -huh. Three weeks before I graduated high school, my father was killed in the line of duty in a plane oh, crash. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, and I'm it, so sorry. 
it completely turned my life upside down because he was, you know, as a lot of little kids, he was my hero. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. And there was a investment banking firm opening up in Fort Lauderdale where I grew up and they had a training program. I went to the orientation. I got accepted into the training program and, you know, long story short, I was trained to be a stockbroker. They sponsored me to take my test and I was a stockbroker for 10 years. Wow, that's totally different from being a police officer. I mean, how, how did you go, for, how do you even come up with that as far as police officer, line of duty, um, and all of a sudden now you're doing a white collar job? A friend told me about the orientation. Um, I didn't know what else I was gonna do. It was only mm -hmm. had. And truth be told, there's not a lot of difference. I mean, it's a hardcore sell, but if you look at the core psychology behind it, you're mm -hmm. dealing with people all day long. And that's sure, what my father has been training me to do when I was, you know, growing up is how to deal with people. For me, it's about the human connection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it would make sense because you still had that ability. I mean, it's, it's great that your father's, those, those things that your father still, that he taught you, that became the legacy of how you do what you do today. So it's kind of, you know, for me to say this in a very prosaic way, it's great that your father's lessons and trainings still continue to surround your life. Absolutely. And, and I keep it very close to my chest every single day. It's, you know, I, I use things, you know, a lot of people when they, when they get older, they, they form their own habits. Me, mm -hmm. I, I keep remembering how I was brought up. I keep remembering the, the, the strict rules that I had as I was a kid. And I keep using that every day in travel, in tourism, in social media. And I apply those and it, and it works. Those, I mean, that old adage, if it doesn't broke, don't fix it. It still <laughs> works. So why, why reinvent a wheel? <laughs> sure, exactly. Well, you know, and that's one of the things I, I was reading about you online was, and it sounds like this is what your father really instilled in you as well, is every day you're constantly working, you're constantly doing something, you don't sit still, you're, you're continually moving forward. Because I'm sure some people think, oh, he travels around and just gets to stay at all these great places, but you're really working. This is, this is your job. This is your career. This is your, your life. You, you could not be more right. I mean, as all people see is the end result of a post, mm -hmm. uh, you know, sitting there in you know, one of the best vineyards in the world, staying in one of the nicest hotels in the world. What they don't see is I wake up at 5 a.m. seven days a week. It doesn't matter what country I'm in. The first <laughs> yeah. three or four hours of every day is replying to emails, Skype, replying to all the tweets that came in overnight, replying to all the messages on Facebook and Instagram, following new people, doing research on, on people, engaging, engaging, engaging. And people don't understand, like, that is, it's a seven-day-a-week job because social mm -hmm. media doesn't take a day off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and my listeners don't know this, but you have, uh, I know for, for Twitter, you have over a million followers and, and so many other social media platforms, you have such a strong following. So you definitely, it definitely has paid off for you. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. How many understand? So you did as a stockbroker for 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, and then I know in the, in the green in the digital green room, we were talking about how you ended up resigning from there and you were offered a trip of a lifetime to visit a friend in Thailand. When you made that decision to resign, you went on the trip did you know what you're going to do after that? No, not at all. I, I honestly had no idea what the next step was going to be in my life. And um, they sold the firm that I was working for. And I decided mm -hmm. that the new ownership wasn't for me. So I already mm -hmm. did it for 10 years. I learned what I needed to learn. And now I realize that the only skill you really need in life is sales. Um, if you know how to sell, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. So... I never went to Europe, never went to Asia, and my friend of a friend said, look, come over, it'll change your life. So I went to Thailand on a two-week trip, 
after four days, I literally sent for my things. I said, I'm never living in the States again. I said, these people, I, I have never been around such warm people in my life. And it's wow. it completely changed my life, changed my mentality and changed my whole perspective on everything that I do in my life. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you that to be in a different culture and to experience something different and to re- get that that juxtaposition or that comparison, how was it for you as you revamped your life to say, wow, I perhaps want to have more of these, these personality attributes or this cultural assimilation. How did you kind of come about that? Cause I'm sure that was a learning curve for you as well. A massive learning curve. I mean, first off you're, when you're in the investment world, the finance world, um, you're surrounded by egos 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. turn yeah. around to be surrounded by expats from 20 different nationalities on a daily basis. Um, you know, hanging around with the Asian culture, which is night and day compared to the culture of South Florida, where I grew up. And, (laughs) you know, it just, it changes you. And, and what it does is it really forced me to cleanse my life. And what I mean by that is, and if you've looked at any of my other interviews, I say this religiously, you're only as good as your immediate circle, because you got to keep your circle tight. So I basically cleansed my entire circle. I wiped out probably 90% of the people in my life and I've been rebuilding that since 99. And now, now with social media as my fuel, I, I meet some of the greatest people in the world. I mean, I would venture to guess that 60 to 70% of the people in my life I've, I've met first on social media, 90% of those on Twitter. Wow. That, that's amazing. My friends in the world. That, that's, it is so neat. You know, you think back of like when we went to college and all those things as well, we didn't have any of that. And now we're just like, whoa. And I was telling you before, like for me, now we're getting more, um, more involved with social media as well. It's, it's, it's so interesting because the world is not as big as we used to think it was. But you know, you know what's funny is I would much rather meet somebody in digital than in real life. Because if you think about it, you meet somebody in real life, you have no idea what kind of skeletons are in the closet. Yeah, But in true. the digital world, I can find out so much about a person in 60 seconds. It's crazy. <laughs> in the digital I'm footprint, saying, that's I'm for sure. I'm not saying it's all, it's all true. But what sure. I'm saying is overall, on average, you're, you're, you're on a much level playing field than meeting them blindly in person. Sure. I get that. Going back to what you were saying as far as earlier, as far as surrounding yourself with the people that are are going to kind of launch you forward or or that synergy of getting caught up in that. One of my favorite sayings, and my listeners have heard me say this before is you can't hang out with chickens and expect to soar with eagles. And it's so true in the sense of in order to soar and to to move on in life, you really have to separate yourself from those people who they've reached that glass ceiling for whatever reason in their own life. And they decide to stay there. And when we know in our heart that we have something bigger and better, we can only get there if we seek those like-minded people or surround ourselves with those individuals who can help us and bolster us and really move us to that next level in their life. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a big believer in that. <laughs> That's amazing. So we knew you were there over there in Thailand. Then what happened next? Social media came around a few years later and I just really, a lot of my friends, because I was friends with a lot of expats there. And as you know, expats around the world, they really mm-hmm. embrace Twitter to keep up with news, to keep up with sports, yes. whatever it is. So I became quickly active on Twitter and it just, I I don't know, I just fell in love with the platform because all of a sudden my love to meet new people all the time, then I was given the gift of being able to meet new people 24 hours a day on a global level from the palm of my hand. And I'm like, I, I I still don't understand to this day and we're in 2017, how people don't take advantage of this 
24 hours a day. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it makes my head explode. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it because people don't understand it. And that's the reason I'll have a job forever. Uh-huh. But it, it, it's astounding to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very true. It's I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, you've worked so hard for that. You know, I've I've been blessed to travel to to quite a few countries. Obviously, not as many as yours, but in, in that, I have people that say, "Well, James, what's your favorite country? What's this? What's that?" And I find for myself that countries they're so different, and there's so many beautiful things that you you in every single country. How how have you found for yourself that going to all these other places? experiencing all these things, how has it enriched your life in a way that you've never had before? Because you're constantly doing that, constantly going. I mean, every country that I go to, I have the opportunity to meet new people, new cultures, new mindsets, new personalities. And every country has their own personality. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you ask me what's my favorite country, it's Thailand, hands down, they're number one. It's, I mean, the list, you can, you can like concrete it. Um, The only thing that changes is two through 10. Number one will never change. But Mm -hmm. Well, that's where you had your first experience see that awakening as it's, well. It's not only that. I've still, I've been to 59 countries. Um, wow. And I, and I think another 11 or 12 new ones this year before the end of the year. I've wow. still yet to meet warm, nice people like I've met in Thailand. I mean, wow. I, I mean nice people, but I mean, they take it to another level. It's like, it's not, it doesn't even feel real. It's, they're so nice. Wow. So, I, I've always wanted to go there. I've not yet been there. But one day, one day, Will Scott, I'll email you be like, I'm there now. <laughs> I, I'm there now and I'm never coming home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really funny. <laughs> so when you were in Thailand, you created, you created your own business for five years. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I had a digital agency. I mean, I, uh, I set up a digital agency a couple years after social came out and it became very big and we built out strategies for a lot of the big brands all over Southeast Asia. And after five years, I decided to call it quit and build up my own personal brand. Now understand when I did that, the word influencer wasn't even a word. So I didn't know what the end of the rainbow or the end of the money pit or the end of the you know nightmare was going to be because I didn't know it, it could have yeah. been a huge failure. Um, But what I did understand was having an audience only Mm -hmm. was getting more and more necessary. So I I knew that there would be a need for an audience. I just didn't know how I was going to use it. So I had no idea that this was going to turn out the way it did. Zero. And I think that's, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And I think that's one of the things, you know, I really want my listeners to hear is when we have a dream, we don't know how it's going to necessarily pan out. But when we know what we do know in the sense of you knew that you needed to have an audience, so you started to build it up. You didn't know some of the other things that would come along with it, but you were true and, and held fast to what you did know. You expanded that, you worked on it, and then it sounds like the other things fell into place for you. The, the thing is this. You have to be easy. Easy is the most essential tool of being an entrepreneur. You have to be able to pivot, to shift, to move, and understand that there's a moving target all the time, even with me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty mm-hmm. locked into the industry that I'm in, but the, the target moves all the time. You always have to be maneuverable. You have to be yeah. easy. You can't say, oh, well, this is what I was going for, and now it's changed, and my whole life is ruined. Like, like what's, what's the worst case scenario? What's getting upset over something that yeah. happened in the past? How is it going to help you now? Exactly. Yeah, so and it is what it is. <laughs> it really is. Because if you're not pliable or malleable, what worked yesterday may not work today. So being current with the trends, be in front of the trends, see what's going on. That's definitely going to help someone be more successful as opposed to saying, you know, I told a story before about 
Blockbuster. Blockbuster, uh, for those of you who may not know who Blockbuster is, if you're younger, Blockbuster was a really large movie rental place. You'd actually have to go to the store and rent the movies from there. Uh, Netflix actually approached them and said, we would love to, we have this ability to stream videos to people's houses. We would love to work with you. And unfortunately, Blockbuster said no. And in with that, they weren't current. They weren't malleable. And so with that, unfortunately, they went ba- mo- the company went that, bankrupt. That, and now not Netflix. Only that, Wayne Heisinger actually laughed at them. I mean, Wayne Heisinger <laughs> lives a couple miles from me down here in okay. South Florida, and he literally laughed at them. You know, really? not many people know the backstory of no, I don't know the backstory, Wayne Heisinger. Yeah. Wayne Heisinger was the first uh, entrepreneur, uh, whatever you want to call him, to build three Fortune 500 companies. Um, and, you know, the guy, the guy's a, a genius. You know, mm-hmm. he did AutoNation, he did Blockbuster, and he did Waste Management. And oh, wow. people don't realize what a genius this guy was. Even though the guy was one of the smartest people in business at one time, he still made mistakes. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a powerful, and I appreciate you telling me the backstory. I didn't even know that. But I appreciate you telling that because we can all, that's why we all have to continually be mindful of we don't yet know what we don't know. And being, being cognizant of that and being aware of that, surrounding yourself with the people, like you said earlier, who can give you that wise counsel? Who can give you perhaps a different perspective and not being so locked up in what you want, but as opposed to what the world or what your demographic needs. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another thing, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people in my position, they have a large audience and social, um, they, a lot of them only choose to, to talk with big accounts. I mm-hmm. have the complete opposite. Now I yeah. talk with anybody, but my focus is very small accounts because they're more engaging. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, and they're much more impressionable on Twitter too. with a thousand followers or even a couple hundred followers rather than somebody with a million. I don't need yeah. the ego. I don't need the, you know, three days to respond to a tweet or, or something like that. Just let's just talk. Let's just have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, I know. And that's why I was so, I'm so, so honored that you wanted to be on my show today. It was great. Yeah. Well, I think also coming from this, the stock, um, stock world, you know, you, you said that before you were with all the egos there. And so you had all that. You've, you realize that's not yeah, what you want I, in your life at all. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a day in the life of Scott Eddy. Um, you know, I'll give you three days ago when I'm in Croatia, uh, up at five and go through emails for about an hour. And then I go for a long morning walk to get some sunrise photos, to fly my drone, to just get some content. But while I'm going, I'm also replying to all the tweets overnight and, and just organizing stuff, you know, cause I get most of my jobs when I'm on other trips. So oh, wow. I constantly get emails from PR agencies and tourism boards and travel brands about doing different things. And I'm in a fortunate position where, um, I get more incoming than I can fill up my schedule. So I, I can pick and choose a lot. Mm. And the thing is this, I set up my life. So the more active I am on Twitter, the more business comes internally. So a hundred percent of the time they find me on Twitter and then they reach out to me. Wow. And that's wonderful that you've created such a platform for yourself that you're still visible and viable, but it's almost automatic in the sense of, or automated rather, where because you've worked so hard for it, now it works for you. And I think that's a wonderful thing. More processes we have in place to work for us instead of us working harder and not smarter, well, you definitely were able to find more success that way. I, I got news for you. I could have very easily, when I started Twitter, I started in 2009, but I got very aggressive in 2010. But I could have very easily listened to everybody around me that was saying, oh, Twitter's a dying platform. They're going out of business. They're not going to, why are you concentrating on that? And I still mm. hear the same thing today 
even though I spent the last seven years building up what I built, they still say the same thing. But to me, my mindset is this. If you look at the structure of, you know, and again, I always go back to the business side. My, my, my brain is set up from the finance world, from that sales mm-hmm. world. And Twitter's debt-free. They got about $3 billion in the bank. Don't worry about wow. the stock price because I'm not an investor. And I, I mean, they could not make a penny for the next 12 or 13 years and they're not going out of business. I mean, wow. worst case scenario, they stay where they are and the media industry and the news industry, you know, they so depending on it when things happen, um, you know, it just, nothing's going to happen. Best case scenario is Google's going to buy them, which is what I think will happen. And, you know, it just, it is what it is. Take advantage of what you have. I love the fact when I meet people all the time and you'll do this, take a survey of a hundred people and say, uh, are you on Twitter? Well, yeah, I have an account. I just don't tweet. I love when people say that. I love it because <laughs> I have no competition. It's like when you hear your competitor say, I have a five day work week. That's great. Yeah. Cause on Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to blow you away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like. I really like that reframe, Scott. That's great. <laughs> so, where are you, where are you going next? Give us. Um, let us live vicariously through you in the moment. As you said you're going to eleven other countries this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to on the third. I'll be in New Zealand. Uh, I'll be speaking at a conference with Air New Zealand. I'll be there the third through the sixteenth, and then I come back and. Um, shortly, I'm taking a short trip to Kentucky, but then I do a cruise with Viking the first two weeks of July and I'm hitting all the Scandinavian countries, Norway, Finland, Sweden, Denmark, also Poland, Estonia and Germany and St. Petersburg. So that's two countries and I've only been to Germany. So all those countries are new. So that's seven new countries. That's Um, amazing. And then later this year is... Alaska and potentially Hawaii. I, I mean, just all sorts of stuff. Wow. And I love that. I love the fact that you said, what, Kentucky? I love that. You have all these, these um, old places or all these culture places, refined places that the world may say, even though Kentucky has its own, its own history as well. But I love to hear that it's, it's so practical as well as, as very esoteric or very um, yeah, you got cultural. It's great. <laughs> it's great for content and it's, it's just, it's fabulous. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I went to North Carolina earlier this year. I was hanging out on the farms with cows, and I, I mean, it was the coolest thing ever. That's wonderful. You sound like you have an amazing life, and I'm so so happy for you. And that's one thing I think many people don't realize is our life is as beautiful as you want it to be. Our life is successful as you want it to be. It just simply starts with the dream that's in our heart, or the, even the, the thought that comes into mind. Maybe perhaps even listening to this episode and thinking, "I want to do something different." And so there's no reason why we can't. You simply surround yourself with those individuals who uh, who can encourage you, who can inspire you, and that's simply how it starts. It's how you wake up every morning. It doesn't happen when you walk in the office. It doesn't happen when you check your email. It doesn't happen after you have that first cup of coffee. Those are all excuses. Yeah. It happens yeah. how you set up your psychology, the way you think, every day, how you wake up. That's it. I like that. That's great. Well, so Scott, if my listeners would like to find out more information about you and all the amazing things you do, and if they want to follow you on any of the social media platforms, where would they find your information online? Uh, it's mrscotteddy.com, Mr. Scott Eddy on all platforms. That's E-D-D-Y. Wonderful. Well, Scott, thank you once again for being a guest on my show. I know we've truly been inspired by you and I can't wait to get some feedback from my listeners today.
All right, James. Thank you. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.